0: Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast.
1: Thanks for stopping by. Welcome, everyone, to the 378th episode of the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Reza, I am very interested to hear... Uh, any progress you can share on the privacy fence that you're building in your... Is it backyard, front yard, whole yard?
0: Yeah, backyard, backyard. All right, yeah. Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, just a little bit of background on that because I don't think I talked about it before. But basically, our HOA only allows you to, to uh, fence in with a privacy fence, at least your backyard. I, don't, I can't even imagine trying to like pro- uh, fence in my, my front yard anyway um it's
1: just a big middle finger to the neighborhood
0: yeah you can put up like a 4 foot fence i think in your front yard and it has to be like slotted or um you know like uh what what is the type of fence called um gosh i I'm, I'm blanking on the fence the type of fence but just like like not privacy basically right like you you like something that you'd be able to put your dog into so um and then we're also on the corner lot and on the corner lot you can't have a privacy fence on the roadside um past the past the back corner of your house meaning that um basically we can't fence in our side yard yeah. on that on that side right i um, keep forgetting that you have primates. a
1: corner unit
0: yeah yeah that's really and nice it's, it's a corner lot well kind of but kind of not because like it's really nice in the sense that um i don't know like when you're out there and, and whatnot like you're working you're doing whatever like it's really it's, it's really nice to be able to like meet different people and whatnot but the other factor is when you're just kind of like hanging out in your deck for instance there's so much foot traffic around our house and it just feels like you don't get the privacy it's it's weird like i wish i could i wish i could um i wish that i could like remove and put back the fence at will so that you know like opening shades to like 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 that because it's, it's been great as I'm out there to meet so many of my neighbors that are really interested in what I'm doing, but yeah. at the same time, it's like, this is the issue though, right? <laughs> like the fact that when we are in their backyard and we want to have our own family moments, we don't necessarily want a whole bunch of people kind of like, you know, it's not, again, it's not like, oh my God, like, you know, whatever, but it's just nice to have that privacy, you know? Oh yeah. Which most other people get because they're not on that corner. There's not a lot of foot traffic on their house and uh, around their house. And when there is foot traffic around their house, when they're in the backyard, they can't be seen. So that's really the issue with the, with the um, that's really the primary issue and why want want why want the privacy fence. And it's a little bit awkward as I discuss the fence with people as they're walking around because it's almost like, oh, yeah, this is a great conversation that we're having. And we're never going to have it again because the next time I'm in my backyard doing something, you're not going to see me <laughs> because of the fence. Um, anyway,
1: do a lot of people in the neighborhood have uh, fences?
0: Yeah, there's a lot of. It, it, I would say fewer, like less than half, less than half the people have privacy fences but there are definitely people who do have privacy fences there are some people and like there's actually a section near the park on the back end there's like a soccer field there's a house that's right there they have a privacy fence and like i totally understand that too because we back up to a park which again that's you know one of the reasons not the only reason why there's so many walkers but it's one of the reasons there are a lot of walkers and you you would also have a lot of like kids and and uh walkers who were taking that walking path out passing by that house so I think it just makes sense for some people to have to have privacy fences. There are other people who are on corner lots who don't, and um, and just like just like how I feel when I'm walking along those houses, like along the sidewalk past those houses, my eyes are very like drawn to their backyard, whether they're in there or not. I'm kind of like, oh, check out that landscaping, that like, that's pretty cool, I'm like, oh my god, like I'm I'm you know invading these people's privacy with my eyes, and that's probably what people are doing to me, how I feel. So um, yeah. But yeah, so the progress that I made on it. um, Oh, I was actually going to say we can do a four-foot privacy fence, or not. Sorry, not a privacy fence, a four-foot fence in our side yard too. But we figure what's so many dang rules? Yeah, all these different rules. So um, (laughs) who am I to talk? (laughs) So yeah, that's true. Um, So anyway, yeah, the the progress. So last weekend, I talked to you, Lena and I. Actually, yeah, I, I think we had rented the two-person the two person auger at, the time, at that point yeah. and found that it wasn't working. Or if I – no, I hadn't actually gotten it yet. I was trying the one-man auger. That's what it was. I tried the one-man auger on Friday and found that I was only able to get, like, three inches into the dirt before I hit clay, and the auger would just spin and spin and spin. Yep. Um, Occasionally, you would hit a rock or you would get down to the ground, and then you would hit the wall, and then the top of the auger would start spinning, which is putting all this – uh, force onto your arms, which yep. doesn't feel great because uh, and and so the next day I spent time digging a hole manually just by hand. I I, d- I dug two holes, almost to the the full forty inches that I was seeking, um, but dude, the toll that it took on my hands, like mm. I. Like I felt, I've I have felt carpal tunnel before in the past. You know, just how did you get carpal tunnel from desk before and stuff? Just like computer computer desk work, probably like holding a, holding a video game control, like all sorts of combinations of that. But pretty much being at behind a computer desk for a long stretches of period, long stretches of time. Um, I don't know. Like it doesn't normally bother my wrists too much, but I felt it before where I have like pain, I had some pain in my wrist, but nothing like crazy, nothing like this. So. I think it largely stems from, well, it's really like all the work that I've been doing in the backyard. It started initially when I was doing the demo of the old fence, so I was using that jet, that farm jack to remove the old fence. The amount yeah. of like strain and pressure that I was putting on my wrists and my hands and my arms in general was pretty intense, and I, I certainly remember feeling it then, and then I wasn't doing too much demo work throughout the week, so I would go from Sunday to Friday, and my hands would get far better. And then the weekend would come and I would resume the work again and it would kick back in a lot. Uh, it was actually really, it was actually with the um, removing of the chicken wire too, because that was all like plier work. And so oh, just like squeezing, you know, like yeah. those little, um, like the, the grip exerciser mm-hmm. thingies that you just squeeze back and forth, basically doing that for, for hours and hours and hours, um, removing staples and whatnot. So, anyway. Um, and then with the, with the auger, like that wasn't great. But then on Saturday I did, I dug two holes by hand using a digging rod and a manual post hole digger. So get to Sunday and my hands are like, not great. It had rained again. We decided, you know what? We're going to chill. We're going to, we're going to take a different approach. So, um, I think I did a little bit of work on, on Sunday, and one of my neighbors was walking by. She was walking her dog, and she saw the work that I was doing. Just like I said, like we're, I'm, as I'm doing this, so many people are commenting on it, make you know, just discussing it with me. Um, impressed with the work, whatever. Like most, like some people be like, oh wow, like you know, you, you don't really see too many people doing these type of projects on their house around this area. I mean, you know, most people are just hiring and like, yeah, you know. Um, anyway, whatever. So she's walking by. <laughs> Well, it's just really you know, like yeah 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 it's like we we were going to we thought about it right one the job wasn't going to get done in time and two it was just really expensive and sure so, um you know so this woman's walking by and she she comments how she has a landscaping company and there's a guy who works with the company and he's trying to start his own little side hustle and um you know he's really ambitious eager and a, and a really hard worker so she gave me his number and i was like all right you know we never know. So Lena gave him a call. Turns out he's like he like never digs holes. Um, so I was like, I'm not really sure that this is gonna work in any way, shape, or form. Right. But Lena also finds another guy on Craigslist who has a bobcat and it's a um, and he has like an auger attachment, so he could actually come and dr- dig the holes. You know, with an auger on his tr- on his um on his you know <laughs> heavy construction equipment. And they like if you if you like look up videos, you could basically see people digging holes with augers attached to tractors and stuff and you know just heavy equipment doing the work it's just it it makes it look like you know just nothing right like cutting cutting through butter right it's it's almost like that meanwhile when you're out there working with by hand it's the hardest thing you'll ever do the the equipment that these people have attached to this construction equipment is just easy work so sure we're considering that lane is like we could rent one ourselves and dig and dig the holes i'm like i don't really feel comfortable driving you know a piece of heavy construction equipment around in our yard i don't i just don't think that's the best look in the world there'd be a lot of controls a lot of like the ways that you can go run over something that you're not supposed to run over so um or like dig way too deep you know just like too oh minutes, yeah I just didn't feel great about it so i was like yeah i would hire somebody way before i try to do anything myself um so she contacts the guy, gives her a number. Then um, we start the week, right? Um, we decide that we're going to try to get a hydraulic auger on Tuesday. So a hydraulic auger, it basically comes. It's like a, it it tows to your it attaches to your car and you tow it, and it basically just like it's got like this kind of tripod like setup. It it's uh, attached to a little like Honda engine in the back much more powerful than the one-man auger that i was using and it's again powered by how it it's like up and down functions are powered by hydraulics so a lot of that like lateral forces that are going against your hands yeah are now being just taken by this by this the, the the not really the machine but just the whole thing right the whole system and so i go to i go out to a home depot that has it the two that are closest to me one of them their auger was returned busted on Sunday, so they okay. didn't have, and it wasn't gonna be it wasn't gonna be working until like Thursday or Friday. The other one, the the day that I wanted it, they had already rented it out, so I had to go to this other one like half an hour away, maybe even more. I get out there and the guys that are uh, working at the rental department, they're like, uh, "Well, one, you're you're um you don't have the proper like hitch attachment, so you got to buy the thing for that." And I was like, "Okay, that's no problem," but he's like, "You're honestly gonna be better off with a two man auger." He's like though— no, the hydraulic one will be less force on you, but it's still gonna be a lot of work. And the two-man auger is gonna go away quicker. So I think about it, assess. I'm like, you know what? Let's try the two-man auger. We didn't try it last week. Um, we you know we opted for the one man, and so I go to Home Depot, get the two-man auger, bring it home, Land and I try it out, and damn, that thing's a lot of work, dude. Like, yeah. It it really did cut into the ground. It worked way better. The issue is The issue still is that there's so much clay in this soil that as soon as you go down, the auger starts sucking up the clay and it just gets, it's really heavy and it just clogs up the system. Um, The whole thing is like shaky and jittery and you're sitting there stabilizing it. You're using your legs to try to stabilize it. It's not like turning you the way the one-man auger does when it seizes up, but the engine just kind of (laughs) dies. So... Um, not helpful we're constantly picking this thing up out of the ground we're cleaning Mm -mm. all this clay off dude and like you know the whole time we're like you know we're hopeful we're so hopeful that whatever tool we get is going to be able to bang out these 30 some holes that we have left in a reasonable amount of time you know in the next 24 hours of just hard work you know we're prepared to do it it's just that it's way harder than you might think and so, and it's really demoralizing too when you know that you have, hey, like, let's just say the number is 30. I think it was like 33 that I had left at the time though. Um, when you have 30 more holes to dig and you're struggling for like 30 to 45 minutes on one, and, and all that's really happening is you're making a few inches of progress at a time, lifting it up, kicking a whole bunch of clay back off, and then digging back down, seizing up, restarting running out of gas, pouring more gas, like it's it's that repetitive and it's also extremely taxing. Like you're just exhausted after doing it for a period of time. Sure. So I'm like, I don't know what we're going to do. Like this doesn't seem great. So like we got to hire somebody now. So we called up the dude with the bobcat. He goes, "You, I wish you called me like a oh, few like, you know, yesterday because he was, he was out of town and he wasn't going to be able to get in until this coming week. Like, damn. So we call up Juan, the guy who works at that landscaping company from, um, from my neighbor. Right. And he goes, I'll come by. I can come by and check it out um, this afternoon. Um, We give him some of the details. Actually, this is before we even called him Lane and texted him some of the details. And he gave some description of what he was thinking of doing. And then, you know, so I was like, well, maybe we should call him on speaker because he says, he he said that he doesn't, he's never really dug holes before. So, i want to make sure that he's like you know he's so confident he's like yeah i'll be done by thursday i'm like well how can he say that because he's never dug holes before right like don't tell me you're gonna be done by thursday you're gonna show up and have the same problems that we're having right and not be able to get it done and now i feel like i gotta pay you you know now you're you know you're not able to get this job done until like let's just say like next week like what am i supposed to pay you like hourly am i paying you you know whatever so he shows up the next day and i'm like i hope he shows up with that with that hydraulic auger or a two-man auger and they're just much more capable of doing it they show up he shows up with the one-man auger which is like this basically the same one that we that we had i think it was a little bit different but i think it was basically the same one that we had the week before but he's got a partner he shows up it's uh, 7.30 in the morning he initially told us 1 p.m. but then he showed up at 7.30 because he was like oh you know, he, you know, he let us know beforehand oh, like, about yeah, to say. T- I told you I told you Thursday but then I realized that you know you guys were trying to get this done as soon as possible so we wanted to get an early start so that you you know you had as much time to work on the fence before the party on Saturday there you right, go. great that's awesome right so he shows up at 7.30 but he's like I still have a job that I need to go do in the um, this morning so I'm not gonna be able to come back until late this afternoon so he's like but um uh, Jorge he's gonna be here and he's gonna be working on the holes and he you know he's got a lot of experience in holes 20 years experience holes, right so dude when I tell you I was like you know I'm like I don't I hope this goes well right because I didn't know Jorge had 20 years experience at this point in time <laughs> um Jorge goes out and Lena texts me later on the day, like, just as as an example, I was already aware of the progress he was making. She's like, why is Jorge trying to make us look bad right now, though, like, for real, though? Oh, Jesus. Sandy, when I tell you that the amount of hours that I put into this over this entire time, we were only able to dig, like, three holes, mostly to the depth. Actually, let's say, like, four or five holes, actually, mostly to the depth that we were supposed to get to out of the 36 that we needed. Jorge goes out, and in, in literally, like, an hour, he has, like, four holes dug completely all set and ready to go. It's so almost like, like he's a professional. I know, right? It's really almost like he's a professional. He he basically did exactly what I was doing on the Friday before, but the, the thing <laughs> is he knows he like you said he's a professional he knows what to expect with the soil he goes in with the one-man auger he, you hear it you hear it. like I'm, I'm in here working and i hear the one i hear the auger going i hear the engine starting up going for a little bit and then it stops and then uh, during that time when it stops he's out there with a the digging rod and the clamshell dig uh post hole digger just working this thing and he's just he's just killing it dude my man is like superman his stamina and endurance was just unreal he was he just kept going by the end of the day, he had finished the both sides of the house and he'd done this all by himself one uh, never showed up until like 5 p.m. that night. So uh, at this point, Jorge, I think he had done because I think in the backyard, there are I think there are 11 holes and there are 36 total. Let's just say he did all of them. Then he had done 25 of the holes. I know that we had done like let's say like three and a half of the holes. He'd done like 20 something holes. In, this, in, in a single day. Now he'd worked for like nine hours of the day. But we also got like a huge amount of rain at one point. So he had to stop working for a period of time uh. too. So next day he and Juan show up. And this time Juan is working with him. They showed up at like, I don't know what time it was. Like 8 a.m. They were done by, by noon. Like wow. just com- completely done by noon. Um, it was unreal. It was absolutely unreal. So at this point, because of Gordon's birthday, which was on Thursday, the same day by the way. Um, birthday's on Thursday, um, and and so like Lena had set up like a like lawn sign saying "Happy Birthday." Put up all these like construction themes. She like made all the stuff herself with a cricket, right? Yeah, with a cricket. And uh,
1: oh, when I saw the uh, "Happy Birthday, Gordon," can you dig it? I go, yeah, that's some awesome cricket work.
0: Yeah, now that right. I know what a cricket is. <laughs> yeah, now that you know what it is. Yeah, from last year's birthday, right? Yeah. Um. Uh, so. So, yeah, we, you know, everyone's seeing the happy birthday signs. He sees the happy birthday signs. He's like, oh, you know, he went out because um, they needed to return the auger and whatever else they were doing, cleaning up. And he he bought Gordon a birthday gift. What? It was yeah, it was a little six-foot um, tape measure. And Gordon loves tape measures. We actually how have three he? in the house. We, every single time he busts out the tape measure, Gordon wants to help. He reminds yeah. me of me when I was a little kid because I always wanted to help my dad. And I realized how when I was a little kid, I was probably not helpful in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, and I, I, I often dad. probably just, yeah, I was connecting with my dad and, 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 and lengthening the duration that he was having to work on various projects around the house. But um, that's basically Gordon. Like, he wants to help. He really, he really, he's really helpful. But it turns but the, the unfortunate thing is it's it's not very possible for him to be incredibly helpful at the at the same time but uh we have several tape measures in the house and he's always trying to like use them and so he's he's got a little toolbox with like plastic tools and stuff but now he's got he's been able to add a like a real legit uh six foot tape measure which is awesome I, th- I really like that gift um so yeah when they finished up um they finished up just like i think right around the same no was it I think they. So I'm trying to think. We we had we had guests show up for um, Gordon's birthday, so they showed up on Wednesday. That's what it was. So they showed up the day uh, the day that they started when they finished like two thirds of the job, and so um, it's like Lena's stepdad, her aunt, um, her sisters here now too, um, as well as her cousin from England. So all these people are in town and. We're ready to put these people to work <laughs> so they finish up and it's like okay you know i've seen all these videos the next step after the holes are dug is to put the fence posts in right so you have the fence posts which are like the the uh the primary structure that's in the or it's the only portion of the fence that's in the grounds so that it's what's holding the entire fence itself up and then connecting the fence posts are rails which are just these like eight foot long two by fours and then Uh, you have uh, pickets, which are like the slots, which create the privacy fence. And so um, we need help getting things concreted in. Now, the plan was originally for Lana and I to do this whole job. So I would, you know, would be pouring the concrete, mixing up the water, and then, um, and holding that fence post nice and steady uh, and, and stable so that we can Put the fence up. Um, we also have we we run the uh, the line across the ground so that we ensure that the fences is, is um, you know in line with 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 like every single fence post is in line with each other so that when you put up the rails those two by fours they connect the fence nice and 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 uh, squarely. So we um, with all these people here there was a lot of people offering help so we were able to uh, like Lena's stepdad and Lena's aunt. We were out there pouring concrete into these holes and uh the initially you know it was a little bit slow but it just took us a little bit to find our legs we started this on, we started this on friday so we didn't start any of this work after the, this the day of gordon's birthday which was thursday we started it all on friday and so we were just pouring concrete into these into these holes and we're getting things you know we're figuring things out uh but we made pretty decent progress and quickly realized that hey you know once we once we figure this thing out we're going to be able to move pretty quickly and so long as all of our holes are in line with what we expected we're going to be able to fill a hole like every like five to ten minutes yeah um and and given that there are you know 36 holes or actually 35 total holes um no, long story but, but just so you know there are 35 holes but there's a 36 when that still needs to be dug um we uh you know theoretically could be finishing in like you know three to, you know, somewhere between three to six hours. Now, there are some imperfections where the holes are a little bit off the line. So we've had to like expand the holes, make them a little bit bigger, um, have to do a little bit more logistics and thinking about things to make sure everything's always going to be nice and straight. So it increases your time a bit. But honestly, we really we we made a whole lot of progress in that single day we had finished all the holes on both sides of the houses, which is uh, exactly what Jorge had done when it come to when it come to digging the holes we left the entire back of the house um, un- unfilled with the posts. And the reason is because we wanted to start putting up the rails so that we can actually start getting pickets on before Gordon's birthday party, which was the following day. So for the birthday party, we were getting a, um, like one of those, uh, a moon bounce, like a bouncy house um, on the side of the house. And so we basically wanted to try to have that fence up on that section that leads, uh, that's, that's like uh, perpendicular to the, or that's along the side of the house, and that runs down to the back of our property. We wanted to have that section of the fence finished. Um, Didn't work out that well. We were able to get the rails up the night before, but then there was just a bunch of tasks that needed to happen on Saturday. I had to make a uh, Menards run you know, a bunch of other random runs to stores, get the food and whatnot. We just wouldn't have enough time to spend out there because we were able to get the pickets on just that front face that was on the side of the house. We got rails up on about half of the side yard, but we didn't put, we didn't put any pickets on that because we just had to set a hard cutoff time so that I could like shower and go get the food. So right, right. that's as far as we got, um, which was fine, you know, um, you know, not, not as much as I would, would have hoped, but you know, I can't, I don't, I don't have a time machine and given the complexities and all the hiccups and everything i still think it's pretty good that we were able to get at least something up um i was really worried about having holes just like out in the yard you know it's a construction themed birthday party but i didn't really want you don't want real construction construction. yeah exactly so (laughs) um so anyway yeah we you know I, i was really worried about the holes um you know, like especially if there were holes on the side of the yard. So I was really happy we were able to get the posts into all those. The back of the yard, there's like there's about three feet of mulch and like like bushes and stuff before you get to the back of the house. It's not all filled in. There's portions of it that are just bare and you know just soil mulch, um, but. It's enough separation. There's really nothing back there that we thought and hoped that no kids would kind of roam their way down there when, you know, someone would, you know, just inevitably when when no one has their eyes on kids because they are fast. <laughs> and so um, I was worried that if any kid did happen to go back there, they could fall into a hole. But I was hoping that that landscaping alone would, would keep them from would, would prevent them from going back there. And overall, it worked really well. Um, you know, people, Good. you know, the, there was no there was no part of the party that was even back there. So. Lena had, like, she set up all these signs. There was, like, a truck wash section because we'd, uh-huh. seen, yeah. we'd seen in all these uh, vi- uh, pictures that we get from Gordon at, at daycare. One of the things that they do very often is um, <laughs> wash plastic babies, like toy dolls. And I don't know why the kids love to do this so much, but the teachers set up, like, uh, a water table with, like, soapy water, and the kids literally take, like, sponges and whatever, and they sit there and scrub the babies, and the kids love it. So, Lena... You know, took a uh, Gordon's water table, put some soapy water into it. We put some trucks in there, and the kids were loving it. Like they it was literally the first thing that they did. So um there weren't even a ton of kids that came. You know, everyone's busy doing doing whatever. But we got a few kids from Gordon's Daycare who came. Um my my boss, he showed up with his son, who's Gordon's age as well. Just like uh his birthday party was like a month or two ago. I think it was about a month ago. And then um Another one of my coworkers. He actually lives in my neighborhood. We like literally ran into him super randomly after had you know I never even met him in person. We just moved to the neighborhood. We had a meeting earlier that day, and then I took Gordon to the park, and then I see a guy and I'm like, wait a minute, it's you.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: so um um uh, yeah he his his they they had actually just come back from a or he had just come back from a family trip to Azerbaijan, but wow. they uh, but his family was still out there. And so he shut up. To, uh, it was just himself, uh, was, which was really great. You know, the fact that he even came along at all because he didn't have to. And then uh, a couple of our neighbors, too, uh, who, who we have met at the park. So, yeah, you know, it was a decent enough crowd. Um, and just like Elena, like, really crushed it um, with all the decorations, with, which the, with the food, with with everything. Um, and the kids had an absolute blast. And it was really good to just, like, meet some of, some of the parents because you see them often when you're there dropping off the kids. But, you know, and you like say hello, but everyone's like in such a rush to get to work and stuff. You don't really have any, you don't stop to have conversations right. with people. So it was good to see them, uh, talk to them, get to know them uh, as well as their kids. And then uh, I actually, I didn't even mention the moon bounce was like, was, it was big. Like it's an obstacle course type of thing. So it was big enough for adults. So like, you know, the, 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 the adults are able to go in there and play with the kids too, which was fun. Um, but yeah. You're overall, a proper parent now yeah yeah for real
1: with the moon bounce uh, i mean not yeah, before any, not any time before this but oh, no. no because the, the moon, moon bounce, bounce just just to be clear
0: <laughs> it was uh it was fun gordon had a gordon had an absolute blast when he discovered it earlier in the day which he found out he found out about it uh, a little earlier than what Lena wanted um he was so excited and yeah. the sad thing was like when it finished he was so sad like i want my friends like I want my friends to yeah. stay where, I, where are my friends because he he's never had friends over like this like it's it's just never happened before you know with covid and everything and he's just you know he's so young in general like it's like all right well, you're gonna see them on monday again so right um yeah his, so he and then when he woke up this morning he was like i want to go to my trampoline park which is what he was calling the moon bounce And I was like, oh, like, I literally had this conversation last night with everyone because he fell asleep early last night. He was exhausted. He didn't nap or anything. And um, I was like, you know, he doesn't understand the concept of a rental. So I think he thinks that Moon Mounts is permanent and that's in his yard forever. And sure enough, when he woke up, like, the first thing he asked me when I went to his room, he's like, I want to see my trampoline park. And I was like, oh,
1: buddy, buddy, (sighs) buddy that's uh that's not ours it's like, this is where we <laughs> talk about you getting a job Gordon. <laughs> look i'm
0: not having that, i'm not having that fan blowing 24 7 you know like everyone's like, like do you know how ahead. expensive
1: energy is my son yeah
0: yeah, yeah exactly uh-huh. um but uh you know he acclimated well to it with you know knowing that it wasn't there he did a still ask for his friends and whatnot so i think he will be happy to go to daycare tomorrow to see them which will be a bit of a first um he's a talk of the town now yeah he he will be He's bounce boy <laughs> yeah one of the parents was like wait you know like lena set the bar high and and uh she's also set the precedent now so all all the parents now have to invite the kids have to invite all the classmates to uh the birthday parties oh yeah um but yeah no it was great it really, it, really, it really was great uh I, again i really wish i was able to finish more of the fence um but you know it is what it is i um I didn't even say, I don't even think I mentioned, I did like, I did some pickets on that front side of the fence that morning. I know I mentioned this, but I didn't explain some of the details. So like there are, when you're doing the pickets, like the the pickets themselves, they're like, you know, set defined um, uh, uh, size, right? They are, um, what is it? I think four, it's either four and a half or five and a half inches. I can't remember right now um, in width. But your fence posts you know they they're kind of undetermined you know from from start to finish for any stretch of the fence so there could be sections where you might need to cut a picket in half which can be a bit difficult when it comes to like cutting it in a nice straight line or whatever so um i was a little bit worried about that and then i kind of put like i i'm trying to like i was i was basically learning as i was going because i ended up messing up like on the section nearest the sidewalk Mm -hmm. i put pickets up there but I put them flush with the four by four post and I put out like six or seven before Lena's stepdad stopped me. He's like, Oh, he's like, what, what are you going to do about the other side? Like, you know, when you turn the corner, I was like, "Oh, I was going to put a flush with that. And then like, I put it, I, you know, just kind of mock it up. I just place it on there. And I realized there's like an inch gap between the two between the, uh, the corners, oh, no. which results in just like a wide gap being nice and visible. Like, so, it um you know it just wasn't gonna work so i basically needed to like shift it over to the right a bit so that it, it it was not flush with the post it over it overhung the post by like half an inch on both corners so that it actually created a proper seal but because i had already nailed in like seven posts i had to like sit there and push these or like remove the nails that were mm-hmm. in there which isn't exactly an easy job so i'm sitting there like pushing in pulling on this thing. I was actually testing the strength of the fence um, pretty early on but it held up. Uh, I was able to remove those 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 pickets and I was actually able to remove them and not destroy them entirely so I okay. could actually repurpose them. I'm going to repurpose them on, on like a less visible side of the fence, You're like on the other side of the house, maybe between the two houses or something like that. But yeah. So that's actually part of the reason why I had a little bit of a slowdown. I wasn't able to get a little bit more done. I was sitting there removing what I had done quickly um, and, and, and correcting my mistake. But you you learn from your mistakes i guess
1: so i mean this whole process has felt like you've been able to learn so much
0: yeah i have yeah i really i really have um, today we were able to finish up concreting the backyard. We made pretty quick work at that. We had we had twelve posts to finish concreting. We finished in just about two hours. Maybe, and that was dude, with look, look look at all the progress you're making the, now. Uh, holes. Yeah. There you can actually look at it visually and you do see that there's a couple of posts don't line up completely perfectly. But what I've come to realize is that if something is a little bit is off by like a couple of angle like like but like a degree or two, it doesn't really throw anything off. Um, you know, like the, the, the rail is still going to connect, you can still drill it in and it's not gonna be noticeable. Uh it's not gonna destroy anything. It's it's gonna it's gonna look fine. It's it's gonna be it's still gonna be structurally sound. So Okay. Uh, we now have all the holes that we have dug filled and uh I'm taking i I'm taking a break from fencing for a little bit because my hands again, they are not in a great state right now. <laughs> like, you also I need your hands morning. to work. Yeah I need my hands to work. Um, last night I tried to play some video games because I was going to be picking up Lena uh, Her, sorry I was going to be picking up Lena's sister and her cousin from the train station uh, but they were getting in late um, her sister ended up losing her phone so we lost contact with them and I ended up going to the train station um, just like maybe they'll be there it turned out they weren't they ended up Ubering home from the city um, but <laughs> that's, not, that's not really part of the story while I was waiting because I was tired and I just needed to kill time I ended up watching a lot of Fargo and i yes. um, <laughs> and i and i was playing video games right so i'm playing the ps5 i'm playing i'm playing returnal on the ps5 and it's it's fine uh you know my hands my hands are okay i can definitely feel it a little bit but what feels awkward is actually the vibration because the PS5's v- vibration is a little bit different than uh, other consoles that I've ever played before. It's like they're the, it's like this rapid almost vibration. It feels a little bit strange. The sensation in my hands, the way they feel now, it feels a bit strange. But I also tried to play um, some Elden Ring on the PC and I was using my Xbox controller. And the Xbox controller, it's um, the grip along the lower portion of your palm near your pinkies and, and your ring finger, it's, it's much wider than the PS5 controller. It's, much, it's fairly thin on the PS5 and it, it, it fit like the way, it, I mean, both of them fit into my hand just fine and very comfortable in normal times. But what I found was that the Xbox controller in the state that my hands are in right now, it was actually painful to hold. I tried playing for like 10 minutes, maybe not even 10 minutes. I got a few minutes into it and then all of a sudden my hands got super uncomfortable and I just immediately shut the game off because it I, it, my hands were not having it. So um, yeah, I wouldn't say it was particularly scary, but uh, well, a little bit concerning, I guess. And so that's where I was like, okay, as soon as we finish this concreting, I'm not touching anything with the fence for now like the the rails and the and the nail gun like, you know, none of these it's really like that digging rod because when we're putting the concrete in and we're mixing the concrete with the water in the hole and we're doing mm-hmm. like it's a lot of that digging rod. The digging rod's it's heavy um, and, and jabbing it into the hole over and over and over again. It's, uh, it's a bit taxing on the hands. And so um, obviously all that work is now done, but the nail gun is still pretty heavy. I figure it's probably for the best to just leave the nail gun on the ground for now, and wait for like a week or so and see how my hands feel um, come Saturday, next Saturday to see if i can uh if i can do this job again
1: big yikes big yeah. yikes hopefully hopefully you can do something to like either ice it or reduce swelling yeah. or just keep the symptoms at bay
0: yeah yeah definitely not something that i want to have to like think about or worry about have that, you been icing at it at all no not nah, really I it, uh man. i mean we had to, we've had we we do have some we've have some ice like we don't we don't really have too much we don't like we don't run our ice machine or anything in the house, uh, but we do have some ice because of the party. So I did, I did have like you know some ice cubes. I'm literally just holding them, yeah. but uh, that that was about the extent of it.
1: Also, should you be holding stuff if you have a carpal tunnel?
0: I don't really know what I shouldn't should be doing. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Uh, I you know, I've I've been I've been working through it for, for for plenty of time doing all this concrete and stuff. The amount of right. The amount of bags of concrete that we've had to buy, um, like the the we we basically built all this materials or found all of our materials based off estimates from Menards they have a like project building tool and they literally help you know determine how much material you need for a fence based off the dimensions you provide it the issue is that with the um the concrete they basically assume that you're going to use a single bag per hole the holes that we were digging like I mentioned they're 40 inches deep you put a few, you put about four inches of gravel at the bottom. So your 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 posts are sitting three feet below the ground. We ended up doing like nine inch wide holes. Um, and the amount of concrete that's needed to fill these holes is actually like three bags of concrete rather than one bag of concrete. Mm-hmm. Some holes are a little bit deeper or wider than others. So some holes took a little bit bigger. The auger that Lena and I rented on Tuesday or well, yeah, on. Tuesday yeah was a was a 12 inch auger because we were like well, we, you know every video that you watch online tells you that your hole should be 3 times the width of your posts but a 12-inch auger really digs a hole that's like I don't know, 17 inches wide. Like at least it's we found. Maybe we're just not good at I don't know. It was coming out too wide. But because those holes used up like six or seven bags of concrete, and each bag of concrete is like six dollars and fifty cents, so Ooh. we ended up going through a lot of concrete. Um, you know, we, the original job with <laughs> the original quote gave us like, or project that we built gave us 36 bags of concrete, and we went through that in the first like five, six holes. Right. Maybe not even that many because that that included those massive massive holes that we that Lane and I uh, dug. So, I ended up taking I don't even know how many round trips to Home Depot over the course of the time, but I was able to fit about twenty bags of concrete, which are fifty bag pounds fifty pound bags, into my trunk. So I'm sitting there lugging around a thousand oh pounds gosh. of concrete back and forth into my in my in you my get people to course. help you uh yeah 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 okay. Lanus, well no not 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 employees uh but is Lane's cousin he he helped me a lot like oh he my came God. with me on a lot of these trips so we ended up needing i mean what 30 something holes we'll say we're an average like 40 back four bags we end up using like 100 some bags of concrete in this oh fence
1: my goodness
0: so yeah
1: and you said Two, uh, uh yeah how $6. many dollars per bag, bag?
0: Six fifty, so about six hundred dollars of concrete.
1: Look at you, big man on campus.
0: Mm. I will say this: the thing about the fence. um, First of all, I'm surprised at how good it looks so far. Like, I honestly, my biggest concern with that was that it was going to look shoddy and wasn't going to look good, right? I think I mentioned it like twice already now on the podcast, but I want it to look professional, right? I don't want it to be obvious that this is a you know a do-it-yourself project, Um, but. The other thing is I want it to be strong. I want it to, you know, last. I don't want this. I don't want us to have problems with this fence the first winter. You know, the reason that you're digging these holes so deep is because our frost line is like 30, 40 inches um, in the ground. And over the course of a season, if you have water freezing down, you know, 40 inches down the ground as it freezes it can push up your concrete and end up uh, loosening your fence posts and causing fence posts to tip over in like slight gusts of wind Oh so um it 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 just it can destroy like sections of your fence it doesn't necessarily destroy the whole thing but if one part of it's messed up probably the whole thing wasn't installed properly and so if one portion is messed up there you're probably gonna have problems in other sections of your fence so I wanted to make sure that was done right and that was done well. And so yep. that was probably the biggest thing. I still have some slight concerns because there, there are I, I know I mentioned like the dry set concrete versus wet set concrete in the past on the on the last episode where it's like, do you pour water, do you pour the dry bags of concrete into the hole and then just add water and mix it up in it? Or do you mix it up outside? We opted to do everything inside the holes. So Um, you know this is according to what all the bags of concrete say there is certainly a strong community of professional fence builders who who strongly believe that dry set concrete is is great and that you should you should totally use it we also felt pretty confident or good in the idea of it because there's so much clay in our soil we felt like there's a lot of moisture that is just naturally present in the in the soil that low so that the concrete, even if we don't necessarily get every little bit of concrete wet as we're doing, as we're mixing it up ourselves, it will be able to absorb any moisture that it needs from the surrounding soil that it will actually be, you know, stay nice and structurally sound. Um, not to mention the fact that because there's so much soil, it, it also will be bonding and, and holding really tight to that concrete and help keep it from coming out. Like I had mentioned some of those fence posts that were in the back of the house before they didn't have concrete in them. They were just really, 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 really tight into that ground. Oh, they were just, okay. They were, being, they were being held in place by simp- by simply soil. They weren't even mm. three feet deep into the ground or anything. These things were maybe like two feet into the ground. There's still some fence posts that I cannot get out because they're so hard in that in that clay. So I'm hoping, uh, I believe that we did a pretty good job on it. Um, only time will tell, but uh, it would be great if like... You know, even if we don't live here for a long time, like, right, like, if we move, if we move in, like, five or ten years, it would be cool if I drive back here, you know, on a trip, like, 20 years into the future and still see this fence here. That'd be crazy to me.
1: Yeah. I'm Honestly, I'm really glad you hired professionals uh, because this just seemed like such a hard thing. uh, And it required, like, a lot of expertise of a very specific job. In a yeah. in a specific geography, right? Just because you know how to build a fence in like one part of the country, and the soil is a particular kind, doesn't mean that you can just like build build them anywhere. Yeah. And so I'm really happy that a you were able to get as much of it done in the time that you did, just yourself. But then that it wasn't um, something that like the it prevented any of the professionals who came in and helped. To be like, oh my God, you have to like tear up all this stuff and redo it. Uh, and so I'm sure you learned, I mean, just hearing, just hearing all the stuff that you had to go through was like stuff that I would never think about. I wouldn't even, it's like one of those things where you don't even know what you don't know. Uh, and so I've certainly learned a lot. It's been fun to hear about all the tools uh, that you've acquired along the way. Uh, yeah. And that this fence... Is coming together so quickly that you're gonna still be able to enjoy what sounds like the summer with a now fence.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um like as as annoying as like as slow, I guess, as the as the process of picketing is going to be, that is so it's so great. Like I think that it's gonna be really um calming to do that portion of the fence.
1: That's just a podcast.
0: Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. That's what that's, I was literally talking to my brother about. It. That's exactly what he says. Like, yeah, you'll just throw on a podcast or two and you'll just sit there and do it because once all the rails are up, like it's, it's over. You're just, you're just sitting there picketing and right. like that's, that's the, uh, like all like the all the planning all the all the physical labor that goes into it like all that's now kind of out the window you're just sitting there picketing yeah the, the hard, hard part's like the done. the most complex part about the entire process of picketing is simply when you run when you finally get to an end of a stretch of fence and you might have to cut down a board or two um otherwise you know it's it's kind of uh it's kind of done so
1: i bet this also adds all right so all in do you know how much you might have spent on this project
0: um five probably yeah probably right around there
1: um i would bet that you added way more than that to your property value
0: yeah probably i mean based off what i told you that the estimates were yeah yeah but not only that
1: just like if if you were to ever sell this place the fact that you said that not many houses, well do a lot of houses in your uh, neighborhood have privacy fences
0: no not a lot of them no
1: I mean, the fact that you have it sets your place apart and that it's already done. I mean, that's such a great thing, dude. Yeah. I think that adds a tremendous amount of value to your to your properties. Like, people with f- future future families with young kids, future families with dogs. It's like you don't have a picket fence where it's like we, the way that you were describing like those Revolutionary War fences, which is like, yeah, this is just meant to hold out cattle. Uh, but yours just like full on blocked. Uh, dogs can't jump over it. It's essentially exactly what you envision a privacy fence to be. So much value to your property.
0: Yeah, I yeah. love it,
1: dude. Super congrats, yeah. man.
0: Thank you, thank you. Yeah, we'll we'll see. Um, I, I don't like I mentioned. I don't know if it'll be done next week based off my hands, but I uh, all the all the all like this the the super hard work is, yeah. is finished. and
1: um, I wonder yeah. I wonder if there's also a learning of like, you know, you certainly, you and Lena certainly have like the, uh, the stomach, I'll say, for a lot of DIY stuff, which is awesome. I wonder if it's one of those things where in the future, if there's a similar project, right? You know how you sort of broke it out between what was really hard and what was like, not mundane, but something that was like very easily accomplishable by you. I wonder if future projects, obviously, yeah. if the money makes sense. Uh, it's also yeah, project yeah. dependent. But have someone else do the the heavy, the dangerous, the like mm-hmm. super, um, uh, like super subject matter expert sort of stuff, and then you're just like, all right, I'm just gonna, what's it called? I'm just gonna, you know, picket the fences part, yep. and then we're all set. Yep. Absolutely, yeah. You save some money, but also save a lot of time by having like. Uh, Jorge, the the hole master, come and yeah. just do this, and like you don't have carpal tunnel, you, you're you're yeah. not gonna hurt your arms with the auger, you, you know, know, you keep you keep you guys safe because God forbid you hurt yourself at this age, you know.
0: Yeah. The other aspect that I was talking about with uh with Lena's stepdad today is like, you know the 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 fact that I now know how this fence was built oh, means yeah. that if anything. Breaks. Like if if we do have an issue with, with certain posts, for instance, because there are some posts where we were concreting that were a bit to these like the the wall of the holes, meaning that they didn't get completely encapsulated with concrete, so that they so they just may not be as sound as some of the others. If we ever do have problems with some of those sections of of the fence, I at least now know how to first a remove a fence post now we'll see if how, how that process goes because that definitely had some uh, it was a bit hit or miss on certain posts but I at least know how to how to remove fence posts I now know how to um, dig a hole or, or you know if it's a single hole I can definitely do that as well as uh, place a new fence post level it out and then put the new rails on also maybe I'll decide you know what I'll just pay somebody you know thousand bucks or whatever it is to to fix that section of fence is broken. Um, you know it's it's good to know when it's good to know when you should um to cut your losses because we certainly wasted some money on augers and other equipment trying to dig out the holes ourselves and turned out yeah just way, was going to be way better to hire somebody else to do it
1: yeah yeah i hear you one thing that um i saw from my real estate agent because she is uh updating her kitchen was she one little uh, fun fact that she gave out which i thought was really interesting was if you should go in the kitchen what kind of stone you should go with uh for your countertop and she yeah. said like you should go to quartz uh-huh. because quartz uh is like it's non-porous it's a lot cheaper. You can still get the visual uh, sort of impact that you're looking to get, uh, as opposed to like marble, which you have to like continuously like reseal because otherwise uh, like a lot of water stains can like really mess that up. And then once it stains, it's over. I have a buddy who, uh, and he's gonna hate that. I'm telling this story, but this notion of like, they, uh, they have marble and what had happened was there was a little bit of, I don't remember if it was turmeric or some sort of red mm-hmm. powder, and they just yeah. didn't clean it up as quickly as they should have. Right. And then when he cleaned it up the next morning, I think it was, it yeah. was just, uh, it had already set in. And so now yeah. they have this like forever little like pink spot, Yep. Yep. Uh, which he's not happy about. So
0: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, we did quartz as well. Um, that was our understanding. Like there, there's so, all these different types of uh, materials, but apparently quartz is in. So you, if you if you put if you put on the listing that you got quartz, people are all for it. Even I don't know I don't know if it's more so than marble or granite, but like I, I my understanding is that basically quartz is the new granite. So.
1: Oh uh, okay. Quartz is the new granite. Interesting. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I wonder how long you because like you, uh, you know I don't really pay attention to those billboards and stuff. But like I remember driving down ninety five and occasionally seeing like signs for you know whatever shop they got they got uh, like granite counters and whatever. I wonder if those signs are like transitioning away now to say quartz.
1: Uh, maybe, you know that's a great question. I I don't know. I don't know. That's interesting though. Um, interesting. Very cool. Well. I'm glad you. I'm, I'm. I'm very happy that you shared as much as you did. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to share on this? Uh, on this episode?
0: Nah, dude. Pretty sleep deprived. So. Yeah, you ready to get out <laughs> so of here? I'm, I'm gonna get out of here, edit, and then go to bed.
1: Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get out of here.
0: All right. Well, I'm Russell.
1: I'm Sandy. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see everyone next week. Yeah.